You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Vakani for The Express, joined by my second favorite Daniel, Daniel Shahori, and this is the second best Express after, of course, the Stroman Express. Elimination Chamber 2021 pales in comparison to 2020. We go back a year. We had fans in attendance. We had Shayna Baszler demolishing everybody in the Elimination Chamber, and tonight there are no fans. The Miz is the WWE champion. <laughs> Riddle is the U.S. champion. And uh, I don't feel good, Dan. No. Well, why would you? That's had you you imagine if you a year ago you had said if you well if you said that uh, the Miz would be champion and there'd be no fans, I'd be like, well, that's probably why. Well, and to put this into perspective, one of the worst successful Money in the Bank cashins ever, like just easily one of the worst. You know, there was so much foreshadowing. We had The Miz talking to Bad Bunny. We had The Miz talking to MVP. And as soon as Bobby Lashley came out, even before Bobby Lashley came out, you could see the confetti above the cage. And they didn't even try to cover this up. Like, WWE thought they were so much smarter than they were. You could see the confetti on the Elimination Chamber. You had Sheamus go out, not last, second last. So Styles pins him, leaving you with Styles and Drew McIntyre. So as soon as Sheamus is out, you knew what was going to happen. As soon as AJ Styles pinned Sheamus, you knew Drew McIntyre was going to win. You knew Bobby Lashley was going to come out. You knew The Miz was going to cash in. And then even that, uh, The Miz, this is one of his worst in-ring performances because he was just very, very sloppy. Uh, And there were other signs. He didn't come out to ringside with Morrison, which was really obvious because Ola Retribution was there. There's no explanation for that aside from, well, maybe The Miz is cashing in. They didn't even book him in another match in this card. Asuka was nowhere to be found. But I guess let's, let's go from the top, Dan, because otherwise I'm just going to rant all over the place. So we had the, the main event was the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre. And it started with Jeff, Han- Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, two guys we've never seen fight before. The most exciting in-ring competitor of all time, Randy Orton, going mano a mano in this incredibly long Elimination Chamber match, which started at 8.40, which was not a good sign. Randy Orton in a long time slot. Man, I couldn't care about any of that. AJ Styles had a great spot where when Orton was uh, eliminated, he RKO'd Kofi, so almost kind of ripped the wall off uh, Styles' pod, so he went in the other way. And, you know, once he waited... Yeah, once he waited for Orton to get out of the way, he tried to pin people. It didn't really work, but that was good. The, the stuff with, with Sheamus and McIntyre was actually very good, and it makes me sad about what the result of all this was. Uh, Kofi was good in here. AJ was good in here. Um, so overall, like, okay, I guess this is an average elimination chamber match, but Dan, just, you know, we talked about the end. We look at this match. Like, there is such a great flow to Baszler last year. She was dominating people. She was taking breaks in the chamber. Here, we open the match and Randy Orton's doing a chin lock in five minutes. Like, what an insane... Go ahead. (laughs) I told you, that's his gimmick. That's what he does. That's what she gets from him. But again, at least the consolation was that he was was first to leave. So you didn't have to endure him for too too long i i just like it's probably a symptom of this whole card dan it's like the thing and we'll get into this more but the things that changed i didn't like and the things things that didn't change i I didn't like either so it's like and and listen you picked 
every single match on this card correctly. But again, uh, I just I think we both would have been happier if Sheamus had won this match. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess they're still going to go to McIntyre and Sheamus. Like, they still have to do the one-on-one for that. And I get, like, so what happens here? Did they did MVP make a deal that Lashley does this and then he gets the first crack? Lashley gets the first crack at Miz, and was that the deal? We're probably looking at a fatal four-way, which is, which is what I always say, and then I'm always severely disappointed because WWE isn't smart enough to execute a fatal four-way. But maybe we get a fatal four-way at Roadblock, which, given the circumstances of The Miz, would be quite appropriate because The Miz is the ultimate roadblock. And maybe from that, Sheamus takes it, and we get Sheamus and McIntyre at Mania. That's the ideal situation. I don't think that's where they're going to go, to be quite honest with you. I don't – like, they didn't even let Sheamus be the runner-up in this match, which, like, like Styles entered the chamber later, Right. Like, he entered the chamber later than Sheamus, and he lasted longer. So you've t- and, and AJ didn't need this. He's got almost in his corner, and almost wasn't even in this cor- his corner because he got ejected by Adam Pearce, and that's his big advantage. So I, 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 I'm sort of at a loss. Like, this is, and this is sort of a bigger problem. The Miz could have cashed in months ago. He could have cashed in on Raw. Take your, he could have cashed in on every other Raw. Like, all you need is a time where McIntyre gets beaten up. He could have cashed in. Like, he could have had this conversation with MVP. I know. And, and you know. And, and, and he wouldn't have to be indebted to Bobby Lashley now. Well, and, and it was only Lashley. It wasn't like, you know, like MVP was injured. We didn't see Cedric or Shelton, who are the tag champions. Like, this yeah. legitimately, if you had done this any time, you probably would have got three to four healthy members of the Hurt Business. It probably would have gone better, despite the Elimination Chamber. Because ultimately, it was just a beatdown. Uh, and it was, you know, slim pickings for the Miz and... Uh, I, I'm just going to move on from this, Dan, because it, it just, it angers me. And I thought maybe this, I thought maybe, you know, seeing Sheamus win the championship and having the confetti come down would have made me feel good, but that's not what we got. Um, I and, they have that damn briefcase again. They brought it back into play and they have to use it. And the other thing was we didn't get the Oscar match and, and I almost forgot to mention, I don't want to do that. So let's talk that's about fine. that. Well, it just was so weird because in the pre-show, the panel previewed this match. And they said, well, we don't know who's going to replace Lacey Evans. Well, I guess they just never got around to it because it's somewhere between six to seven. You're teasing this match. And then we get to about 930 and the match just doesn't happen. And I'm glad it didn't happen. Just I, because, like, because there would have been, obviously, there would have been no buildup. There would be no point to it. I, like, look, who would you have wanted to see there? We saw Billy Kay. With no... Uh, we saw Billy Kay in the pre-show apply to the herd business, which was even more hilarious given the outcome of the night. I, you could have very easily had Billy Kay come out and apply to be Asuka's manager, and Asuka misinterpreted that on purpose as Billy Kay wanting a title shot and giving her a title shot and kicking her butt in a minute. I would have taken that even on the pre-show or somewhere in between the card, you know, because you have the advantage of the other roster. And you don't really have that advantage when you go back to Raw tomorrow night and you're not going to be able to build to it at Fastlane. So why, and you know this, Dan, whenever WWE has an issue, when they have wrestlers stuck in Saudi Arabia, when somebody gets injured, you know, we'll talk about John Morrison being in that U.S. title match in a second. They generally do very good with not planning things out because they suck at planning things out. So I don't understand why they didn't look at this women's roster, which didn't get a chamber match, 
which, geez, all they got was that tag team title match, which wasn't bad, but was completely pointless. And I just, I, I, I don't understand how they couldn't look at the 10 to 20 to 30 amazing women, if you count NXT, uh, probably more, on that roster and say, hey, we're going to give you a shot at Asuka. Like, I thought maybe they had signed Tessa Blanchard and they were going to go do something crazy or Ronda Rousey was going to come back early because she's still under contract until the first night of WrestleMania. Like, these are all things they could have done uh, and they chose not to do. And man, it could have made me feel a lot better about this pay-per-view overall if they had done something. You know what? Your, your idea was actually the best. That Billy Kay idea, that was, that was pretty good. Yeah, at least, at least it would have been entertaining. That would have been the, that would have been the, actually the best outcome. Look, Sorry, I would have been happy that. if Peyton Royce showed up and just got squashed because at least that tied into the Lacey Evans storyline and it would have, you know, at least established the tiers of the women's divisions on. Well, the- that, that, you're, you're, you had it. Your original idea was fun. That was, that was, that would have been funny. And, and Austin could have squashed her in five seconds. And you would have accepted it. And, and it would be, it would have been a fun quick segment. All right. They did such a bad job booking this pay-per-view, Dan. I'm not going to go in order. We're going to talk about the other Elimination Chamber match, which actually started the show, was Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Jey Uso, I believe, and Sami Zayn along with Baron Corbin. This one, as a Chamber match, was so much better because you had Bryan and Cesaro going the distance, outstanding. There wasn't a lot of Kevin Owens, uh, but there was a great spot with him and Uso where Uso used the Chamber to basically break his arm. Uh, Sami Zayn had some great interactions with Kevin Owens and eventually got screwed. Corbin got knocked out of here early, but you know, it was once again, they, they didn't give Cesaro the shine. They could have, uh, the game yeah. to Daniel Bryan, which, and then, you know, if you're going to squash, cause Roman Reigns came right out and squashed him, which I think is what everybody expected would happen. I like as a chamber match, it was very good. But then it's completely undercut by Roman Reigns just crushing uh, the winner. It means nothing, essentially. And it, it works for his character. But I just, I, I feel like if, if your gimmick was, you know, a contract snafu, then, uh, you know, they, Roman Reigns could have been the referee in Elimination Chamber match at that point. Like, I just, I, I don't think this, like, this kills Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, because now I don't want to see it. It You're kills right. Cesaro and Roman Reigns because now I don't think Cesaro is good enough. It kills everybody else in that chamber in Roman Reigns, which in the case of Kevin Owens and Jey Uso was already done, so they shouldn't have been in this chamber match. Shinsuke Nakamura would have been served much better by this, although I guess now him, him and Big E are going for the Intercontinental title when that probably should be the, the Uso-Kevin Owens program is the Intercontinental title, now that I think about it. Like, this whole thing is now a mess. Uh, thankfully, after the squash, Edge very similar to what Bobby Lashley did later, speared Roman Reigns. The only difference between Bobby Lashley and Edge is Edge pointed at the WrestleMania sign and Bobby Lashley awkwardly waited for the Miz to enter to remind you how terrible that was. So significantly better post-chamber spear sequence. Um, and I want to see Roman Reigns and Edge, but realistically, Edge won the Royal Rumble, did nothing for a month, couldn't pop a rating on NXT, as a guy, I'm just going to face Roman after all. Like, literally nothing has changed since the Royal Rumble for Edge. He has just wasted a lot of our time. And I actually, as much as I love Edge, I resent him quite a bit. Because if this is the road you were going to go down, just do it the night after, you know, the Royal Rumble. Like, it just makes Edge look like an idiot. You're right. And the company wasted a lot of time uh, tonight because, you, again, you're going back to your first point, that it was all for nothing hmm. with 
the, the uh, squash of Daniel White. It was nothing. It was all for nothing. This whole thing. And then yeah. you're right. And and because they're 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 going to go to they're going to go to Edge. And so, uh, again, I'm not sure where I. Um, I didn't think Dan. I mean, Daniel Bryan was going to do much because now that he's on the, the writing team, he's not going to write himself. Mm. He's only going to write himself so far, right? Um, so I don't. I don't see. Like, it, not that it, not that it, we need to focus on it, but like, I don't see Bryan or Cesaro have, having anything prominent that Mania. Yeah, uh, one of those guys will probably get a program with Seth Rollins and. At this well, point, maybe. I, they'd be yeah. lucky to get it because I Brian think... Brian Rollins might be it, yeah. This feels like such a mistake, Dan. I would have rather seen a women's tag team elimination chamber, to be quite honest with you, because at least then, Nia and Shayna, they could have just destroyed the Riot Squad and Natalia and Tamina. I would have rather seen that. Like, this, this just decapitated the SmackDown division. Like, Edge will have his Mania match. He'll probably lose. And then who does Roman face? Please. Um, like we'll they ruined maybe. it. I, I think, think uh, Seth has, has to turn. Yeah, uh, I think they're very invested in that heel character. So <sighs> maybe Shinner Biggie out of like maybe given the Bobby Lashley thing, and they can flip a guy from losing a mid card title to the main event. Maybe, maybe you know that's the only thing you'd have left is Shin and Big E. Um, and they kind Biggie, of or Shin. eventually, uh, eventually. McIntyre go after him. Maybe. I, it, it was almost cannibalistic what happened. But I guess let's talk about the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, defending against Sasha and Bianca Belair. Some interesting stuff. And actually the narrative of Sasha and Bianca sort of being this thrown-together team. And I think there were some actual very thoughtful spots of them not quite clicking. You know, even there was a spot where Bianca, I think she had Shayna in her finisher – and she was actually setting her up for the frog splash with Sasha. But the way she did it, uh, I believe Michael Cole was questioning. He's like, does she know that Sasha made a blind tag? It's like, oh, no, no, she does know. And she's making the frog splash. And mm-hmm. those things were actually, it was actually very well thought out. I, I don't know about Reginald coming out and offering Sasha the bottle. And then arguably. I'm confused by all of that with Reginald. I, I think based on what I've seen from Talking Smack, and I credit this old Kayla Braxton because she's inferring a lot of stuff I wouldn't infer. But I think she thinks Reginald likes Sasha and likes, likes her. And that's yes. motivation. Like the only thing you could rationalize unless she's got like wine superpowers. But why are they doing this? I just think they've run out of ideas and they want to keep Carmella on TV. That's the only way I could rationalize it. And they're like, Reginald she's flips. not like, she's not even the, she's not the focus. Of she's this. the worst thing on TV right now on SmackDown. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, like there is something to be said for tempting Sasha to turn heel as she goes into this Bianca prog- program. So I'm willing to give them a little more time on this. There might actually be something to this. But at this point, uh, it, it was a pretty clunky way to get out of this match where, yes. you know, like Nia and Shayna are legitimately should be able to beat these people because they're a, a well-oiled team. And they do that in air quotes. Um, and also, I don't think there was any whole references. Maybe I just tuned out. I, did you see it There was not. So I didn't get what I really wanted, which was, you know, either you set up Nia and Shayna as like a legit team or you make a dumb whole joke and they failed to do both those things. Instead, what we got was, well, Sasha and Bianca are so great, but they wouldn't be a team if it wasn't for Reginald. They wouldn't have lost if it wasn't for Reginald. 
And also Reginald has pinned Nia Jax. So now does Reginald and Carmella, do they get a tag title shot? Because yes. everybody looks like an idiot here. Like everybody in, in the span of three days or whatever it's been since SmackDown, like they're all losers. Like they are legit. Like everybody in this match has lost a match since Friday because of that six person tag. And that includes Bailey. So again, you've just murdered this whole division. Uh, you 50, 50 booked everybody. And this includes your Royal Rumble winner, your SmackDown women's champion, your tag team champions who are the only tag team champions who can go on every show and therefore should be very dominant. I should be. I, you know, and the, their characters like, Nia is the most powerful woman ever in wrestling. And you have Shayna, who's an absolute killer. You didn't get any of that here. Like, you got a little bit, bits and pieces. But, I don't know, Dan, this do anything for you? Because I, I was disappointed. No, I mean, I wasn't surprised by the, the outcome. I mean, I, I wish they could have had a more dominant victory. But when um, Raquel and Dakota Kai won, hmm. I knew that they won because they wanted them to face... Uh, Naya and uh, Baszler. So I knew they were going to win for that reason. Yeah, I I could have seen them doing something with Bianca and Sasha. Alex uh, missed the pod here, but we were talking to him about the picks uh, before the show, and he made a really good point that he would like, you know, Black History Month, and you've never had two uh, African-American women take the tag titles, and they're natural faces, and you have a heel team ready to, you know, take a shot. And you, realistically, you can put the titles back on Nia, Nia and Shayna anytime. They're not going anywhere. So, I, yeah, I, this is interesting. Um, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But I think they've hit, like, the only thing we really got out of this, ultimately, was Bianca being a little bit more present and saying, you know, we might be celebrating uh, my Royal Rumble decision, which we didn't really get in terms of who she'll face at Mania. So that was about the only... Oh. Storyline progression, I would guess. Yeah, they're gonna, have, they're definitely gonna have a, a match. I mean, yeah, it, it would be very odd if uh, Bianca walk, shows up on Raw and challenges Oscar tomorrow. Like, I would be like pleasantly surprised, but it's not gonna happen. Although, given so. given the situation now, that this probably the best thing they could do is just swerve everyone and have Bianca say, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm gonna challenge Oscar." Bam, that's actually a match I want to see. And you can keep Bianca and Sasha as champions because those two things would work. I don't think Asuka, like, I I don't think it's true. You know what? As a match, I'd rather see it with Asuka, to be honest. I'd rather see it with Asuka. Like, and this is the thing. Asuka's great. I I actually don't have have nothing against what she's done. But I think ultimately, it's clear WWE has literally forgotten about her. Like, they just don't care. And they're going to take the belt off her. I don't want Charlotte to do it. You know, thankfully, Lacey Evans is pregnant and, you know, relaxing and out of it. But this is the best option. So hopefully um, that's what they do. But I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in them. I, you know, we're probably going to get Charlotte and Oscar at Mania now. Or, or maybe Rhea's and there's a triple threat. That might say. I think there might be multiple people. Yeah, that, I think that's where they're going to go because they've, they've really accomplished nothing. It'll be a four-way. Um, yeah, uh, four ways are the answers to everything. That's my opinion. Goddamn ladder match. Else, yeah. The closest thing to a four-way on this card, unfortunately, was a triple threat. Uh, I'm going to tie a couple things here. We had the U.S. champion Bobby Lashley taking on Riddle. Keith Lee, as a lot of us suspected, was not there. So there was this fatal four-way on the pre-show, which you know actually made some sense. You had Ricochet, uh, Mustafa Ali, or Mustafa Ali, I should get that right, 
uh, John Morrison and Elias. Although Riker also wasn't with Elias. So I, 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 as the Miz, I can kind of understand, but Jackson Riker, I guess, just took the day off and, you know, they had a fatal four way. Morrison came out of it through a sort of a distraction finish, uh, which, which, you know, made enough sense. I would have rather have seen Ali in there, but f- fair enough. Um, so you have the triple threat with Morrison, Riddle, Bobby Lashley, and, you know, this was kind of the best thing on the show, Dan. Like, like you had a new U.S. champion in Riddle. You know, allegations are out there, whatever. Obviously, they've done enough due diligence. They're comfortable with them. I, 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 and I'm not going to say they I trust certainly them. are. I, like, I don't trust them. I don't trust their process. But they're comfortable with it. You know, we'll let courts decide if that was the right decision down the road or legal. Or like, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But if there's pending allegations, I don't put a title on the guy. But anyways... So that's there. You have, you know, Bobby Lashley. And, and this sort of did free him up to do what he was going to do later. And that makes a lot of sense because he was on a roll. I, I like the dynamic with Riddle and Morrison. At one point, I was going to message you and say, oh, it's dumb and dumber in wrestling form. But realistically, the guys, you know, tried to do things the regular way. And they realized, wow, we cannot beat Bobby Lashley. So they actually started to team up. And then there was even a point where they were teaming up against Lashley. And Morrison's like, he's on the outside. Now I'm going to turn on Riddle. Now I'm going to get him in the ring and now I'm going to win. And that sort of played to the veteran experience of Morrison. And I will say there were some botches in this match, but I'm going to cut them quite a bit of slack because I, I, don't, I don't assume they gave John Morrison much notice because let's be realistic. Morrison wasn't on Raw. So he was not in a position where he could wrestle on Raw. And yet here he is on the pay-per-view wrestling twice. So somewhere between Monday and Sunday, this guy found out he was going to be wrestling a fatal four-way and a triple threat and doing some ridiculous moves. So, I, you know, the guy probably did this in 72 hours notice, you know, if, if I'm being generous. So, I, you know what? I, questions with Riddle aside, I thought this was good. Uh, I, I think Riddle is a guy, realistically, who is, you know, worthy of this spot as a competitor. Um, and, yeah, I think this worked pretty well, actually. Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. And, you know, like, it's been... The third person, whoever, and I, by the way, I got that wrong on the pre-show match. I oh, yeah. appreciate it. That was the least important thing on the whole card. But it, whoever it was, was was only there to take the fall, just so Lassie couldn't get uh, beat. Oh, yeah. So that's that was their job. And, yeah. And it was so yeah, but uh, but yeah, so I knew, uh, you know, what was like. Riddle was going to win, and because Lashley is going to go after McIntyre, and so uh, Lashley and McIntyre wills. I still think it'll be uh, to bring a belt at me. McIntyre will get it back. Yeah, I guess it raises. Lashley is going to get it back. Yeah, one of them is going to get it, and it's going to be for the belt at me. So, okay, this, this raises a good question, Dan, because realistically, we're going to run out of things to talk about very early in this podcast, because this is not a very eventful show, and I hated the things that actually happened, for the most part, that were eventful. What do you do with the U.S. title now? You have it on Riddle. Lashley's in the top card. MVP's hurt, so MVP can't sub in for Lashley, I would assume. The other hurt business guys, they're off doing the tag team title thing, although not that we saw them tonight, which is a little weird. Um, they couldn't be bothered to show up during this important night either, uh, which, you know, it, it, like I would just assume they have COVID. Like the, the only thing I could assume at this point, um, because that's the world we live in. So I guess, I, does Morrison start a program with Riddle 
and I would sort of be into those stupid program, those promos they would do, or do you go the retribution route uh, and then just have Riddle try to find friends every week and have everybody from Lucha House Party to whoever he annoys backstage try to back him up against uh, retribution, which might actually be kind of perversely funny to watch Riddle fail to find friends every week and just get beaten up by retribution. Um, yeah, you know, that's, that's probably what's going to happen. That's, that's sad. This is it's retribution at this point should be chasing the 24 seven title, but they're going to be, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Unless, uh, sorry, un- unless you go Kofi and Ali at mania, which they have planted. Why? Some well, because, well, okay. So here's the problem. This is all predicated on Kobe Kingston taking Mustafa, Mustafa Ali's spot in the Elimination Chamber about a year ago. Right. But they didn't pay that off tonight. Retribution was nowhere to be found around Kofi Kingston. And not that we saw Xavier Woods at all. Um, if, this is, if this is a match of mania, it's going to be on the pre-show. That's going to be awful. I mean, maybe it's two nights. Maybe it'll get on. But that's, that's, that's not going to have high priority. But you're probably right. But that's unfortunate. At least it's something. It's good for uh, Ali. Yeah, I, I, I want – knowing WWE, they might take the Kofi Ali thing, the Morrison Riddle thing, and they might just <laughs> smash those together so that there's, you know, some Maybe. variation of a title match. Where that could Morrison, be a multiple match. Yeah. yeah, Morrison's in the running. Ollie's in the running. Maybe Kofi or Xavier's in the running. But then you have enough people to, you know, have what's left of the New Day, Riddle and Morrison, what a ridiculous team that is, trying to fend off Retribution. Because yeah. I think this has been part of the problem with Retribution is it's such a damn big stable that yeah. I, I can't really imagine Riddle and Lucha House Party defending themselves against these guys because well, they would just get murdered every week. When you first asked the question a couple of minutes ago of what do you do with the U.S. title, my first honest, my honest reaction in my head was who cares because it's going to lead to all this bullshit of all these possible scenarios that we just spoke about. Yeah. It's all dumb. So I was like, who cares? It's going to be stupid, whatever they're going to do with it. Well, and to, to make it very, you know, painfully obvious, you look at what they're doing with the Intercontinental Champion. We mentioned Big E, yes. Shinsuke Nakamura, Apollo Crews. You could put Sammy back in there. You could put Daniel Bryan back in there. You could put Kevin Owens in there. You could put Cesaro in there. You could put Jey Uso in there. And all of those things are better than Riddle. Like, all of those people are booked better, and you and I care about more right now than Riddle. And to be completely honest, there's pretty much nothing they can do about that. Like th- this Riddle character is a dumb stoner and it's, it's a very old school, silly gimmick. And as much as he is arguably a former MMA fighter, a phenomenal athlete, a very unique character in that he doesn't wear shoes and he's got his own attire and his music and all that. He's just not able to compete with those guys and in fairness to SmackDown, Riddle was on SmackDown, and they weren't even there. They weren't really able to set him up for success. And granted, 
this is probably before Roman had, had come back that he made the switch and he had established himself. And it was probably before Daniel Bryan had more control of the creative process there to some extent. Um, so it's not all his fault, but I think, you know, the, dispar- the, the disparity between Raw and SmackDown's, even NXT with Gargano and I wouldn't say Dexter Loomis, but let's say Kushida, it's a, a massive drop down for this U.S. title. Like it is not even close. Look, he, to his credit, Riddle, he has done exceptionally well with the bullshit that they've given him. Like they've piled it on thick and he is somehow, somehow just, it's almost like, uh, in a perverse way that how they treated Daniel Bryan, which is the worst. Mm -hmm. Like you, he's stuck with this silliness, but he's still, He's still persevering, and he's doing well. And I think because uh, he should be considered, like, like the man is—he's—he's he's an excellent performer. He's and he's got a legit badass background. You can do a lot with him. He's a smart guy. He's charismatic, but they, uh, but they decided to go a weird, weird route with him for no reason. Well, and if you go to NXT when he was teaming with Pete Dunne and they just, they did offer him scripted stuff, but Triple H was smart enough to say, what you just did was better than what we wrote. So do that. And that's clearly not happening. I I think if you go back and you look at the stuff he did with Pete Dunne, and and the funny thing is, I think it's essentially the same character. Like it's essentially this barefooted MMA guy who's a stoner. Like, that's his character. Those are the three things. That's it. There's nothing more to this. And that's really who he was in NXT. And he's really the same. He's not a different person. It's just you are scripting him. And you have a bunch of writers who, honestly, most of them didn't write for wrestling before WWE. They're like reality show writers and soap opera writers and TV writers. Like, quite honestly, they're terrible writers. And they're just writing a bunch of cliches for this guy and referencing movies and stuff that aren't even current. Um, And it's just like, you know, you look at the Cameron Grimes stuff on NXT where he's making actually good references to GameStop and, you know, Dodgecoin. Like it's handled very well. I wouldn't say it's brilliant, but it's clever. You know, it's, it's, it's great for what it is. Yeah. Like I want to see it and it's genuinely entertaining. The, The, Thing with Riddle that's probably saved him is a he's an he's an MMA guy and WWE loves MMA guys Brock Lesnar Ronda Rousey Ken Shamrock they've always you know before MMA was even Lashley. really a thing Lashley they, they always you know Sonya Deville like we're gonna think of more and more as we go like they, they they will always work on some level because you know there's that legitimization of the yeah. sport and, and that that is good but I think I will give him this he is riddle is such a character that he he almost he hasn't quite done this but he almost rises above the crap material for how he delivers it for how committed he is for how silly he is how he just is is just unstoppable in the stupidity like he is an idiot he will be an idiot and he's happy to be an idiot and please sir sir can i have another and that's mad riddle and nothing is going to stop him you know like up to the point where if they get brock lesnar back and they say matt you don't have the U.S. title anymore, but you're going to go face Brock at Mania. He'd say, okay, what's the stoner joke this week? You know, I'm all for it, bro. And he would, he would do it. And he would, do, he would have no problem 
doing this ridiculous stick if Brock Lesnar was standing across him. Like, he wouldn't say, ah, i got to change this because Brock. Like, yeah, dude, bro, I'll, just, I'll do this. You know, and to some extent, I give him credit for that because, you know, especially when you know what it was at NXT, like, that can't be easy. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan, um, I'm not tired of you, but I'm tired of this show. Is there anything you want to throw in before we get out of here? No, it was like, again, it was just like, felt the same as we did last week where uh, with NXT show was good. It was like, but it was still like, all right, it, it was, it wasn't, it didn't blow my mind. And this week it, was, it wasn't bad tonight, but the, the also uh, neither chamber match was the best ever. They were, they were just okay. Everything was fine. You reminded me of something, and I'm glad, I'm glad you did, because you, you gave me a thought. I think with Elimination Chamber, and part of the reason Elimination Chamber was so good last year was because we were so disappointed in the Royal Rumble, right? If you have a bad Royal Rumble, you're able to course correct at the Elimination Chamber. That's exactly what the Shayna Baszler thing was. She didn't win the Rumble, Charlotte won the Rumble, and they had a chamber to course correct. We had two very good Royal Rumble winners. And because we had two very good Royal Rumble winners, ultimately... WWE didn't want to change much at the top of the card, right? Like Oscar still got her title. Sasha still got her title. Roman still got his title. Yes. The Miz cashed in, but for all, you know, Drew could have the title back by mania. That would really not, you know, that wouldn't be out of the question. So you didn't have a situation where you could do a chamber for any major title. Like you really could have done it on raw. You really should have done it on raw but they committed to that stupid Ric Flair storyline with Lacey Evans. But they didn't have a chamber that represented a title shot at WrestleMania. And it's because they have a very decent, they have some decent things lined up for WrestleMania. So I'm disappointed in this card, but it does make me hopeful for WrestleMania that they think, and they could be wrong, the stuff they have at Mania in place is so good. It's so great. They didn't have to do Jack. Like, realistically, everything they did with this card could have been done on Raw tomorrow night. They could have flipped the U.S. title. They could have had Miz cash in. That's really all they accomplished. Nothing else happened on this show that anybody cares about, except they buried a bunch of people. So, there's a silver lining, Dan. <laughs> Such a low bar. Yep. There we go. But it's... They, they do think that they have it. They think that... That they got it. That the best plans they have, the best ideas. That's coming from it. They do think this. Yeah, and I think uh, to go back to Oscar. I think that's why they didn't do anything with Oscar because they're they're just like, well, we're going to do Bianca Sasha. We don't normally care about Oscar. And you know, as we talked about earlier, man, if you if they were smart enough to pivot and say, we can keep both of these women as top stars right now. We've got to send Bianca to Raw and then have Rhea Ripley show up on SmackDown and flip everybody's expectations. And then at the end of Mania, well, they should do this anyways. At the end of Mania, Rhea Ripley and, and Night 2, Rhea Ripley and Shayna, uh, Bianca Belair, I wish it was Shayna Baszler, should be standing with both women's titles. You know, I hate to compare it to Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, but that's really what I'm thinking. Like, you have a chance, and, and this is another point I'll just throw in since we have nothing else to talk about. The fact that they've done nothing with Rhea Ripley since the Royal Rumble, like we talked about doing nothing with Bianca Belair, doing nothing with Edge. They literally have done nothing. Not, you know, we like to pontificate and 
blow things out of proportion for effect, but they have done nothing with Rhea Ripley. And out of the Royal Rumble, she was the third hottest person. And I think all that buzz is basically gone. Like, they can try to get it back. I don't think they're going to do anything with her. Maybe. Like, how I thought she was what are they going to do with her? I Mania. thought what we were going to get was Lacey Evans wins the title, Charlotte takes it uh-uh. off, walk, and then at Mania we get Rhea. But at this point... Okay, so now what? Well, you should have Rhea on Raw, and she should be ripping through that women's she's division. She's not. Yeah. So why, is she just going to show up? That's okay. probably what they're going to do. She, she might show okay. up tomorrow night. Uh, I hope she... You know what? Let's hope she shows up tomorrow night. And, and to your point... Man, you could have done a raw. I'm just going to pitch this because what the hell? You could have done a raw women's uh, championship elimination chamber. Oscar, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, and then after that, I don't really care. But let's say Peyton Royce, and you know, you you could. I don't know. After that, like unfortunately, the raw women's division has kind of been cannibalized after that point. But it's there. You, you know, I guess Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. What the hell? Throw them in. They're 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 alive. You could have done, like, that elimination chamber could have done what we saw with Shayna Baszler last year. It could have solidified her as somebody who we don't just know is going to WrestleMania, but we believe is going to walk out as the champion. They could have used tonight to make Rhea Ripley the next big star. Again. But they could have done it again. And How they could many have, times have we said this? Uh, yeah, I, I just... I, it's such a step back. past two years Yeah, we said I, I, this. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, it's such a direct comparable, right? From last year to this year, which I don't usually have with pay-per-views, but it's just such a mat. Like, do they not want to sell Rhea Ripley shirts? Like, is, is the markup not as good? Like, I don't understand why well, you wouldn't do this. So maybe they look, look, they're, look, they're still going to make a big show out of uh, Fastlane this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to do something. So there is still time that they, they pull her into this mix. So I don't know how they're going to get there. But they, cause it'll be out of the blue, but who cares? So she might win the chance. title off Asuka tomorrow on Raw. To be quite honest with you, I right. wouldn't put it past them. It's like If they're going to bring her in, they're going to shoehorn her in. They're just going to just stick her in. And it'll, but who cares? Like they, they do this all the time, and if it's, if it's for, uh, for her, I'm not, I'm not going to complain too much. Yeah, I uh, just, you know, if, if and WWE's not listening, but if you are, the Elimination Chamber can mean something. Tonight, it meant nothing. Let's be quite honest, because SmackDown winner got squashed and Drew got cashed in on. Like, the Elimination Chamber made... The money no in the bank could mean something. What is it? Do you, do, what do you really think is going to... This this, the well, okay. is gonna, how long I mean, does he hold this for? Okay, so, so to that point... Man, if Otis had still had that briefcase, and yeah. if, if you had just done this without the stupid Bobby Lashley two seconds whis- or MVP whispering to the Miz, which just it seemed like they put it on TV by accident. It was so fly by night. But man, if Otis had had, can you imagine? We have Otis. He still has the briefcase, but to use it, he was training with Gable. So the same thing, but he's got the briefcase. So he's a heel now. Like on SmackDown, he turned heel. Like, days before this card, he turned heel, and Sonya Deville in the pre-show is talking about how the Street Profits are not going to get a tag team title shot because she's thinking about that team. So we're thinking of Otis as a tag team competitor. If he had cashed in on Drew McIntyre tonight, 
he didn't even need Bobby Lashley. Him and Chad Gable could have just come out there, given him a bunch of German suplexes and not even a worm, and just slammed him. And Otis, this monster Otis was the champion. This badass Otis who's just turned heel. He's got the best, you know, trainer in all of WWE in his corner. Like, that's a guy who's unstoppable. They would, they would mess that up. Well, they, they, would, they, they wouldn't have. take him seriously. But, like, but hey, look, by it'd be better than what they did to him. But, you know, he was a babyface. They rarely have babyface cash. So they could have easily had done him just straight up honorably challenge Roman Reigns yeah. and loses. He yeah. challenges him in advance. I, have, I want to, to challenge you. And he puts up a good fight, but ultimately Roman beats him. Done. But at least he wouldn't have looked stupid. Yeah, well, no, and, and you could have built drama. Gable could have refused to train him after that, and they could have had a falling out. Like, you could yeah. tell. Like, the problem they made him, him is... Every, like, it was awful to do to him. Yeah, and just by comparison, you know, we, we, like, I like that Bad Bunny took the 24-7 title to SNL. Like, that's actually pretty cute. That's a nice idea. Yes, I hope but he holds it for a while. Here's the Miz's progression tonight. First time we see him, he's backstage getting slapped in the face by this rapper, Bad Bunny. Like, and, and then he's too much of a coward to stand up to uh, Damian Priest. Then he's whispering to MVP, who's on a crutch, by the way, and whose client just lost the U.S. title. So you got a loser being slapped in the face by a pop star, and then you've got a loser talking to the manager of a loser who just lost his title, and then all the losers get together, and they barely, like the Miz stumbles and bumbles his way into this championship, and there, there's... A, I will be shocked if he still has the belt going into Mania. Like, I, I think he's got the greatest chance of losing that belt between now and Mania we've seen in a long time. Yes. It's, it's, like, he could lose it tomorrow. Yeah, he could lose it on Raw in a rematch. He could lose it at Roadblock. Like Lassie's going to cash. Lassie's, whatever that arrangement was, yep. which is probably Lashley gets the first title shot. They're going to yep. cash that in tomorrow. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. And, and to be fair... That's an infinitely better situation. Bobby Lashley. Or Fastlane or something. Yeah, yeah. Or because it won't I even think matter. They're, they're going to get to Drew and Lashley at Mania, regardless. But and, and Miz is not going to be in the picture. The, the problem becomes, you did Drew and Lashley during this pandemic at the start of this thing. So, yeah, and it didn't work. It was right around the time where MVP was starting to work with him at getting him away from Lana and the cook was this title shot. So you can tell a story of his progression, but ultimately, it's the guy who lost the U.S. title. It's the guy who's lost to Drew before. His manager's on crutches. His bros were tag team champions can't get along. Like, this is a stable that's about to fail. I, He's getting that belt off of this, though. I, maybe. I, I, ultimately, here's what I'll say. I just wanted Sheamus and Drew at WrestleMania. I think anything we get now is not going to be, and we saw it in the chamber, we're not going to get a program that was as personal, that was as well-built as what we could have gotten. And I think it just speaks to what's wrong with this entire card. It's just a lesser version of what we could have had. They still might do Drew and Sheamus as Fastlane and make it like a number one contenders match for Mania. I, I suppose. I think that's... For Lashley's belt. Yeah, I just think that was the Mania match. I 
like I just I maybe that I they're not going to convince me otherwise, Dan. Like unless they maybe got, like it's I, you know what it, it still might be they they could do Drew and uh, Lashley at Fastlane. Yeah, I I think they put the, and and by the way, no fiend in the Randy Orton stuff. So like he just Thank doesn't goodness. care. Well, but but and no Alexa either. So that's fine. No, I well you burn the guy alive. Like, what's the payoff of this? Like, like Randy's putting in chin locks like nothing happened. You you thought there was going to be a payoff to this? Well, I the the, the fiend is still like a character, and Alexa Bliss. They're two of your upper tier characters on Raw, which is not saying much. But you know, is Kofi been doing more for you? AJ's just kind of there. He's great, but he's just kind of there. Uh, Jeff Hardy really shouldn't have been in this chamber to begin with. I'm still not sure why they put Jeff Hardy in here. Like, I, just to do a flip, like, basically. Have you noticed, look, every time The Fiend shows up, there's a problem. There's always ends up, like, when it, whenever there's a, it leads to a match, that mm. match is a problem. It's <laughs> this new version of, like, you can't have this. It, it has to go away. But, it's, it's, but I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've, I've always been a fan of his, but this this gimmick can't continue. They've got to do a Firefly Funhouse though at Mania. You know they can't resist that. So they're probably just going to wait another month, and then he's probably just – maybe it's a mix. It's not the Firefly stuff. It's the Fiend. Like this Fiend character is a problem. Yeah. I th- you know what? I think you hit it. I think you need to just go with Bray Wyatt – and the Firefly Funhouse, and then just drop the Fiend. I, actually, I think, I think you've just solved it. Um, not that WWE will do that. The Fiend is the problem. They're, they're going to give us, like, Fiend medium well, and, or medium done, and it's going to be the same bollocks. Um, but anyways, Dan, uh, I think we, you and I have put more effort dissecting this show than WWE has done preparing this show, and certainly uh, preparing the road to WrestleMania to come. Uh, always a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, we miss good old Likewise. AR Alex Ross, and hopefully, hopefully we can get him back by Mania. Hopefully, this terrible—you know—us basically saying the worst elimination chamber in two years and the worst takeover ever uh, with all these glowing reviews. I don't know why you said that. that. I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, fair enough. I, I don't know. Like, do people not like talking ever. about bad wrestling? Like, have I uh, scared Alex away? Like, this is clearly my fault. But anyway, we'll get him for one of the nights. We'll get him. Thanks again uh, for listening. Dan, thank you. Thank you. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.